Hello, hello everyone, Sonia's here, or if you prefer, Skippy. I admit I listen to both names on an equal level. What is this podcast about? Well, it's called Skippy's Corner and it's about anything and everything. Whatever comes to my mind, be it connected to Toastmasters, to yoga, to mindfulness, to meditation, to tons of books... Which I love to pets, guilty pleasures, food, travel, you name it, and I probably would be very happy to talk about. I hope you like it, and if you can, please like, follow, share, and feel free to comment. There is a Facebook page called with the same name, surprise, surprise, Skippy's Corner, or use in the anchor the possibility to message just let me know if there is any topic i should be pouring my mind over and i hope you enjoy it let's go to today's episode hello hello everyone skippy's here today i want to talk about book simple reason is that yeah i just have awful lot of books Fun fact, not so funny fact, is that my pile next to bed is getting tiny little bit smaller. Just because I put a big effort to make it smaller. But the fact is that I'm a member of a few book clubs and honestly, I have way too many books from libraries. And the internet is such a bad thing to have because I have a constant source of getting more EPUBs. <clears throat> Anyways, this book is a part for reading for uh, the Galaxy Book Club and for the second meeting about the LGBTI in a sci-fi and fantasy. Oh, let's meet Aidan Thomas, who is queer, trans, Latins and... The author, coming from originally Oakland, California, now they are living in Portland, Oregon. And among other things, Aidan is well known for organizing their bookshelves by color. Hey, hey, Olaf, are you listening? You can order your bookshelves, not by publishing houses, you can go by the color. End of a note. Yeah, I'm just trying to be a pain. Anyways... Aidan Thomas is author of a story called Cemetery Boys. And even though this wasn't the book that was supposed to be his debut, at the end somehow it ended up as his his debut and it was published uh, in September 2020. In case you're going to be searching, Aidan wrote as well Lost in the Neverwoods which is supposed to be a retelling of a Peter Pan, a little bit more darker and more dramatic. I read the excerpt and, well, that didn't hook me that much. But, well, I've never been a fan of a Peter Pan stories. That might be the explanation. Just my one. Anyways, in case you like to read about uh, similar stories as Rick Riordan is writing, then... Sunbearer Trials are the next series from Aiden, and that should be in a similar way. 
demigods, semi-gods. Yeah, if you are interested, go for it. But let's go to the debut thing. Cemetery Boys, published in 2020. Author Aidan Thomas, as I already mentioned. And I was watching a video or interview with Adam Silver and I like that Aiden himself just said that this is a ghost story turned a rom-com and to be true yeah I wouldn't call it a rom-com I would definitely a ghost story young adults adventure paranormal loads of friendship stuff there and of course LGBTQI theme but as the author said the inspiration for the story was a very simple quote what if you summon a ghost and then you can't get rid of it hmm what started as a pitching of a few ideas and thoughts with the question marks about the maybe a boy who maybe conjures a ghost maybe and maybe he is a trans and something, something turned out to be a really interesting thing for a publishing house. And it was so interesting that it even got the priority among the other stories that Aiden had in in the writing or in the progress. And it was published. And I had a chance to read it because I want to have this book as a part of our next book club meeting. I already mentioned something, but I will just read the annotation so you are a bit more aware. Yadriel has summoned a ghost, and now he can't get rid of it. When his traditional Latinx family has problems accepting his gender, Yadriel becomes determined to prove himself as real brujo. With the help of his cousin and best friend Maritza, he performs the ritual himself and then sets out to find the ghost of his murdered cousin and set it free. However, the ghost he summons is actually Julian Diaz, the school's resident bad boy. And Julian is not about to go quietly into death. He's determined to find out what happened and tie up some loose ends before he leaves. Left with no choice, Yadriel agrees to help Julian so that they can both get what they want. But the longer Yadriel spends time with Julian, the less he wants to let him leave. End of the annotation. Yeah, technically it really sums up what will happen in the book. Let's start with the fact that the whole story is taking place in a Latin community in the LA, where... There is a part or small part of, let's call them a hexes or brooks. And for men, it's a brujo. For women, it's bruja. And the main important part is that this hexen part is that the men are helping the ghosts who are staying still in this world to move into the afterlife. And women are healers. And the fact is that this little community is like helping and serving the others and protecting, of course, the ghosts who are transitioning to make sure that they are transitioning without any kind of issues. The part of this is very interesting because it gives a very nice look 
and it's pretty deep inside into the traditional community and the ideas of the religion because the Lady Death, who is mentioned quite a lot, and all the former Mexican, Mayan, Aztec deities that were mingling in the regions, it's very nicely brought up back into the life. And for that, this book is really nice and easy way how to dive deep into it to get some information and knowledge. On the other side, there are the main protagonist, and I already said it's a young adult book or genre, and therefore you can guess it. Yidriel, uh, Julian, and Maritza are teenagers. I think it's 15, 15 or 16, it's the, the time when the Yidriel's supposed to go through a certain ritual, but because he's traditional family has a little bit of an issues with his gender, this was postponed. And Yidriel is finally fed up. His biggest uh, supporter was his mom who recently died and right now he's really tapping in the darkness when it comes to his family who are somehow, yes, accepting but not really adjusting their ways to the fact that He's a trans boy and he's really feeling it. The fact is that loads of book or majority of the book is how he's adjusting to the fact that he's in a certain way and that community, the part where he belongs, is not really taking it in. And when I was watching the video, the the author or Aiden was already talking about that, that he really wants to put that queer characters in into every genre. And I really like the idea. He was mentioning several things and then he said like, there could be a queer Titanic in space. And I'm like, okay, Titanic in a space with the queerness, loads of information for me. On the other hand, what was a very nice coming out from that conversation is that the character in this book, Yadriel, and there are other characters who are, I wouldn't say ordinary, but they are either transgender or are outside of the general understanding of the community they live in. But Aiden is trying to make the characters and that queerness or that difference which is for them a normal thing is not the main focus of the book or of the story it's just something that's part of them and he nicely said it that he wants that the queerness is normalized that no one even blinks an eye when there will be a book and oh there is a queer character okay that's fine what's happening what's the story and I like it because in this story it is mentioned several times that, okay, Yidriel is getting used to his gender because he feels like that and the family is having the issues but they are trying to somehow adjust or not, trying to come to terms with it. 
and it is, I would say, very naturally incorporated in. It is an important part of the book, but it's not like just that. It's like there is a story, uh, there are loads of action of what is going on, but that queer part is a very natural part of it. And when I want to talk about the story itself, I already read the annotation. And yes, Yadriel, uh, Yadriel summons a ghost and Julian is a boy who, from uh, his school. And well, he's a bad boy to everyone. But during the story, you realize that, well, he's just a caring boy for his friends even though those friends are outcasts of several sorts, former gang members, there are another transgender members. And again, it is very nicely incorporated into the story. You know about it, you've learned that, okay, this might be different if the this character who is right now talked about would be probably a white one, or if he or she is maybe an Asian, and so on. So from this point of view, the book has loads of things that it could offer, and it gives a very nice view on the Latin community itself, on the, I would call it, a magical part or paranormal uh, stuff which is incorporated there. Uh, And though... Aidan explained it in the interview that he used uh, certain Spanish quotes uh, and he wasn't translating them because, well, obviously they will be speaking in Spanish. On the other hand, yes, I can pat myself on the shoulder that, yeah, thanks that I've learned some Spanish years ago. On the other hand, there were moments when I could get the meaning, but I wasn't that 100% sure. For me, it would be a nice thing to have a translation or at least a note, okay, this means this, in the brackets, something. For me, as I said, I've learned Spanish years ago. I don't remember probably almost a thing, but I did get the meaning and I think I was correct. I didn't go and check it in a dictionary. On the other hand, if there is someone who doesn't understand the Spanish whatsoever, the reader might be confused because, yes, there are not long sentences, but they sometimes update the story itself and therefore it would be nice to understand. I admit, I have one book where is quite a bit of different languages used for quotes And I bought the edition where there wasn't a translation at the end. And honestly, I've never read that book again. It really put me off and I do love that book. Therefore, this was just a little no-go for me. And therefore, I just put one star uh, lower. That means not five star, but four. Overall, it is a action-packed book. There is always something going. 
And it's interesting how the relationship between Yadriel and Julian, or Jules as he's called by his friends, is developing, especially bearing in mind that Jules is a ghost, Yadriel is the person who summoned it, but should be sending him into afterlife, but there is still something that needs to be sorted out before that. And well, let's be honest, uh, except if I don't take that uh, Yadriel's cousin and best friend, Maritza, who is helping him, is the one who is accepting him for what he is, his transgender, then Jules is the first one who really openly says, okay, I'm fine with it. You're a boy? Okay. And that gives a nice and interesting vibe to that moment in the story when that happens, because that shifts and gives more confidence to Yadriel, who is sometimes slightly a bit more panicky and feeling quite a bit down thanks to the fact that his own family is not accepting that he is a boy. Maritza is very interesting uh, character as well because same as Vidriel is not taken as a proper part of the family. Uh, Maritza is as well not the best uh, good sheep in the herd because Women supposed to heal. And according to usual rituals, for healing, you are using animal's blood. Guess what? Maritza is vegan. Yeah. As I said, the characters have a little tricks and peaks that are making it even more interesting because they are not just black and white. And I'm meaning as a let's call it good and bad, that they have their own all colors or all shades of a gray in it, in them. And it makes it very interesting reading, thanks to that. Why I'm giving one more star down is the fact that, yes, this is a young adult fiction and in some ways there are moments when the story is a little bit simplified and the, the main thing which I can't say it disappointed me, but I knew. And that is the fact that I fairly quickly guessed who will be the big baddie. And they are going to uh, try to find out who that is. And I knew it's fairly from, I don't know, 40% of a book, which like, it's not a bad thing, but to me it was, it spoiled a little bit the fun. What I really loved was the fact how the characters are described, how the action is going through, the whole story or whole background for the Latin community and for, especially for the paranormal part which I think is brought up to the life very nicely, and the fact that <clears throat> the queerness of the characters is very nicely incorporated. That it's, it's there, but 
the main focus is on the story itself. It's like, like okay, um, this character is now transgender, so you just need to be staring at it and looking at it and this kind of stuff. But it is a part of a story and it's over the time the people are changing and adjusting their views and trying to accept who they are in overall. That's for me and for reading a cemetery boys. As I said, I'm giving it three ghostly kitties for well written first debut. I'm hoping that Aiden will write more books. I will probably check it out the next the the trials. The, the Rick Riordan style. I admit that I won't be reading the Peter Pan thing. As I mentioned, I'm not a fan. I've never been. But I think that Aiden Thomas will be heard again. That's all from me. Have a good evening. Mm-hmm.